Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of Web3 Starter Pack. Uh, today's special episode is just a generic, what are we building for? Honestly, this is just an introductory on Web3, everything blockchain and tech for normies that are just crypto curious, but not just talking about crypto as in a currency, but cryptography as a whole, etc., and what that means. And yeah, people that are, what are you building? What What's going on? Big back end. Yo, what's up? Hey, welcome. It's been a while since hey. I've talked to you in a space. Yeah, I know, right? That's why I joined because <laughs> it's actually midnight here, but I saw you hosting a space that I'll drop by and say hi. So what's going on? You've actually not been like that active in this space, right? Because I haven't seen you around in a while. Well, I haven't been as active with the same groups to a certain degree. I kind of, I'm not agnostic to particular projects or chains. So I kind of sprout around and uh, get my indulgence and then I move on to the next group to the next group. But I make my rounds back. And recently, right. the Mindful Degen group which was one of my first communities that i've appreciated what everybody's been doing i've been uh keeping up with the threads and reading what everyone's been up to if you notice uh throughout this entire time even though i have been quiet i have been liking or once in a while reposting your stuff yeah yeah i appreciate that as well and of course you know people evolve people grow and definitely you want to expand your circle expand your experience i just noticed i haven't been seeing a lot of your posts well partly that could be due to the algorithm changing you know the for you page just fills my timeline with a lot of random stuff these days so i'm gonna add you to one of my twitter lists because that's how i keep up with like people whose content i want to see Oh, that's probably a bad idea. My, my Twitter page is just full of uh, just purposeful engagement um, posts. Not too much. For every 10 engagement posts, I have one decent thread following of, uh, you know, real news. And um, just it's something that can be beneficial for someone. I don't use Twitter as much anymore for real things. I, I have been focusing more on some projects and real life situations and following up with meetings and trying to get my work schedule and my sleep schedule and family life in order. So that's probably why you haven't been seeing too much of me. I come and go, but I don't like stick into the pages and just a eh, bunch of, bunch of stuff going on with. Uh, yeah. Really good for you, you know, cause me, my sleep schedule is non-existent. Like it's all messed up and it's cause <laughs> I'm like always trying to keep a finger on the pulse of what's going on in the space. Definitely need to find that work-life balance. That's that's um that's something that's undervalued. And you know, it's a good thing that you are finding that groove. Definitely something I want to pay more attention to as time goes on. But um, I just wanted to say hi. Um, I know. Uh, I think there was this. You used to do podcasts on Spotify. Do you still do those? Yes, yes, I do. I'm actually behind nice. on my uploads. I switched over to doing bi-weekly my Twitter spaces, which is usually on Thursday, but, you know, life situation came up, so my prior I had to prioritize. So today is a unique day, 7 p.m. Eastern time for Friday instead of my Thursday. So 
if I'm podcasting or if I'm doing my live feed today, then next week on Thursday seven, I will have it uploaded and then back to regular, you know, just off and on, off and on. So that's how that schedule works. But you yep. can still look up um, hashtag Web3 Starter Pack on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, Apple, two iTunes, and um, a few other ones. I forgot what I upload on. I use the general RSS feed. Uh, just to branch off and you can actually siphon and listen in to all of my uploads um, wherever a podcast is available. Okay. Um, I, I, I use Spotify, so it's mostly going to be on Spotify that I'm going to check them out. But I really used to enjoy them. Uh, I haven't checked them out in about a month or so, to be honest. But uh, I think when you used to post more often, I used to listen to them. Really informative stuff. And I learned a lot about, you know, um, more technical stuff than I was familiar with in this space. And uh, that's information that I feel like a lot of people could um, gain value from. So big shout out to you for doing that as well. Well, thank you. That really means a lot. I've been feeling like the Twitter spaces have been very one-sided where I'm just yelling to deaf ears into the ether. So I've narrowed it down quite a bit for my my contents that's readily available and open because people like a little bit of mystery and that they have to pull it out when in, in reality, information you know, the accessibility age, you shouldn't have to pull teeth. It should just people neglect the ability to ask. I mean, in the real world situation, you don't have to spend umpteen dollars to fill out applications to, you know, the top top colleges, universities. You can actually just call up a local hospital, attorney group, and just say, Hey, Mayor Shadow, I'm really interested in possibly going into that field, you know, field of work career. And be amazed at how many, which is like, yeah, come on in. You can just shadow us for a day or two and uh, ask questions, you know, take notes. It's that simple. But, uh, it, you know, it goes not just in real world, but also in Twitter spaces. You never know unless you just ask. I have a lot of individuals that do still follow me and that have received, uh, you know, were reciprocals of some of the information, had further questions, and then the back end, uh, sending DMs and and actually started working on uh, projects on the side, so that's what I've been you know I've been more quiet into the public space, but in the more private domains, been working one on ones with individuals. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's lots of well, not every Twitter space, but you know when you find the ones that actually contribute value. Um, Funny enough, I feel like a lot of people just want to, like, have fun. But there's a fine line between entertainment and education. Not to say that you have to, like, change up your content uh, because you want to, like, connect with people. As someone who's hosted uh, quite a number of spaces myself, I, I understand what you mean when you say, like, you feel like you're shouting into the void and it's like nobody's nobody's paying attention. But um, I just feel like it bears exponential rewards because right now you're putting out information and especially with the way you put them out as podcasts, who knows who's going to stumble upon that stuff and uh, actually learn from it. Because personally, I don't really listen to replays of Twitter spaces, but like podcasts in the podcast format, that was something really unique that you, that you did with that. And uh, that, that helped me to kind of keep up with that as well. Um, I'm going to hop off in a bit so you can get started with the topic of your show. I just wanted to say hi and um, just give you a shout out. Uh, yeah.
I really appreciate it. People, today, I really had no direction, no uh, special guests, just just kind of a, a hangout moment for people can pop in, see how things are going, if uh, just catch up. Like, what have you been working on? What what's your new narrative? Uh, what's your util? What are you seeing in the spaces, utilities that are in need, and so forth? So, eh, you know, you you are perfect for this episode, and we've already started. <laughs> but thank you. Oh man, um, I'm I'm actually working on a new little side project. I can't say too much about it, but it's really exciting, really really exhausting. Partly the reason why I'm dog tired right now, but. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I did. I had a little rebrand with my whole uh, Web3 Bandit thing. Um, I've been working on my newsletter a lot, working on my content, working on my writing as well, trying to do outreach. been speaking to some really, really interesting founders. And I, I find that there, there are more people coming into this space, building with a long-term perspective, not just looking to like work with hype driven models of PFPs and vibes and stuff like that, but more like, you know, Hey, we want to do something with blockchain technology. Right. But we're trying to find an angle. We're trying to find a market fit. We're trying to like figure out what our target audience should be. And it's people who are doing stuff with like data analytics, cyber security luxury hardware wallets you know these are just examples of people that i've spoken with over the past month and it's really exciting because it's like it's it's um like reinforcing my conviction and the fact that i feel like people who are building on the fringes of blockchain technology they're the ones who are going to win in the long run uh, i'm not saying that big brands like you know the the big nft brands that we're seeing right now are not going to succeed they will like they've got the the advantage right now but i just feel like at some point, um, the space is going to mature. And when more people come into this space, when more, um, I feel like we got more eyes here, people are going to be wondering, how does this make my life better? Like, I don't care about what the pe- what, what, what you, what, what it looks like. It's about how does it work for me? What is the value that I can gain from this? And NFCs basically are about, you know, transforming that attention and shortening the value chain between the brand and the community which could also double as a client and even if you're not in a community or even if you're not you're in an adjacent community even if you're not even on that same blockchain like you know you're not too deep into that blockchain if it's something that makes your life better then best believe you're going to use it even if you don't use it you might be interacting with protocols or products or services that use that type of technology so it's just really exciting to see these types of people um come into the scene and i think it's it's going to be a net positive for us it's going to take time but uh, i'm excited to be here right now oh thank you i love it when you come up and i love your threads and i'm so happy that you got stuff in the pipeline um you know a reformation of how you want to have your business structure is important and that's just a sign of growth because the the demand cause or the demands of the macroeconomics, you know, doesn't necessarily mean a tangible object, but the macroeconomics of, you know, the supply versus demand that you have to reiterate how you structureize, you know, what you're giving to the public. So in that case, I am not going to keep you awake too much. I hope that you stick around. You don't have to talk until you snooze off. Uh, I appreciate you popping in here so late at night. Uh, I just want to welcome up uh, Dal and Farts. I'm so glad you're in here. I know you're driving around. So if you're 
able to talk at any moment, feel free to chit chat here and there. But uh, until then, I just want to say hi, Dal. Can you hear me okay, or is it very uh, like echoey or muffled? Uh, you're always muffled, but yes, I hear you very loud and clear, like a canary in a cave. Oh, I don't know if that's a good sign or not. Yes, sir. As long as it's not a canary in a coal mine, you're good. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> you guys got it. <laughs> but uh, actually, Farts, you are my targeted individual that I was really hoping to actually come in i know that your time is very valuable because you're half you half the time you're hanging out within the cornfields watching for aliens and stuff uh you have something very interesting that you're building uh based off of a general concept an idea that has grown organically throughout the community um not just i'm trying i run my podcast not trying to be uh, too gung-ho over a particular chain but in, in this sense the technology that you're associated with is uh, rug pulls that were originally done on Solana um, if you want to chime in on how that came about yeah I mean basically we're just tired of getting rugged so there's nothing you can do once the rug has happened uh, all you can do is just kind of you know, dust off your, dust off your, your, your knees and, and get back to it. So what we've done is created a, essentially a recycling plant, uh, breathing new life into old rugged uh, garbage NFTs that no longer serve any purpose for anybody. So uh, pulling into a gas station here, trying not to get hit. So no, be safe. You know, your priority is um, real life situation first. Thank yeah. you for keeping up, us updated and also uh, muting yourself temporarily because we didn't want to hear like screaming and crashing. But uh, it's Steven. Welcome to the stage. Greetings, madam. Two of my favorite women on the stage at once. What are the chances? <laughs> It's always a good day when Steven's on the stage. It always is. He's actually the reason why I'm being being more cognizant of trying to keep a schedule. My schedule usually is on Thursdays. However, I had to change it up a little bit, but I had to stick to the plan that I was going to have a space this week. So you can thank him for me holding this Web3 Startup Pack episode today. You are more than worthwhile company. Kit, so I uh, I appreciate you starting it back up, and uh, you know I uh, I learn a lot from you, so you're definitely valued. Do bots enjoy company? <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm I'll stop. <laughs> uh, well, I only play a bot on Twitter. <laughs> Pixel girl down there laughing her ass off right now. I hope she comes up and talks. Oh yes. Uh, it's open mic. Uh, feel free to grab a mic, pop up here. This is a general community uh, space today. Nothing really special other than, hey, what are we building for? We are building so much right now. I don't even know where to start. Hey there. Sorry. 
Hey. Hi. I'm actually like trying to do five different things at once, but hi. Same, 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 same. Today <laughs> I, I Pixel Girl doesn't know yet. I was gonna surprise her with this, but I used she she showed me this um app that does like uh, face tracking kind of and you can have your little avatar that you set and make videos. It's kind of like VTubing, but it makes it like really easy. And um, I recorded a video of me kind of explaining how to price and know how many additions to do for selling NFT artwork. And I did it with my little avatar. So I'm going to make like a, I'm going to cut it together and make a little video like how to thing and maybe make that a series. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. It's almost like, um, Oh gosh, the the virtual assistants with like Twitch and OBS and StreamYard, like the eye, um, the the filter that makes it so you're always looking like you're engaged with the camera, even though you might be looking at a screen or reading off a paper. It just kind of like puts my virtual avatar over me, so I don't look like me, just because I I don't know I have weird facial dysmorphia and I just hate seeing my face. So if <laughs> I just want to be someone else, so it makes me look like this like anime cartoon character, like avatar version of myself. I love that. I mean, not the not the body dysmorphia, but <laughs> who doesn't to some degree? Uh, I just love that concept right there. But uh, how, what's the process that you go to create your avatar? Can it be just basically anything goes, people just edit their hair or so forth, it doesn't do a scan, and then just kind of alters it into a, like an um, AI art? I can't remember if Zepetto has the scan. I don't think they do. I think it's just one of those ones where you like go in and change your little outfit and your hair and everything. And then, of course, you can buy more stuff and have extra. <laughs> of course, that's the gimmick. But I just made like a simple one for myself and I have enough accessories. And then they have like a thing in app where you can make videos and it does like motion tracking for your face or your body. And it like tracks your expressions and everything and it's just like I don't know it's really cool so I just record it in the app and then I export it and I'm gonna like piece it all together and just upload the video like that can you give more details in the technology that's associated with it like for example when I'm doing my streams I have so many um, deactivated drive functions that I have to individually do allow lists uh, within my frameworks, so some of them will work, or else, generically, they don't. Oh, we got a big brain in here now. What's up, Marco? Um, I'm not actually sure what you're asking there, but the answer is it's literally just an app that, like, kids use. It's literally, like, Pixel Girl and I are on there. We're, like, these old ladies, and there's all just, like, teenagers and kids, and they're like, what are you old people doing on here? <laughs> yeah. It is self-contained. It is a self-contained deal. So they, because of the kids that are on there. So, but um, what I'm really watching about it is if they start to make a metaverse, it's over. If it becomes where I can export it out as a VRM, which people are doing, or for YouTubing or any of that, um, they really do have a lot of things down. So technology-wise on the back end, uh, Zepetto's really got it down. I, I'm impressed with them. They have like an inner verse. It's like their own metaverse in app, but it's not, it's just like different like rooms, kind of like how spatial is, but it's all just in their app. Kids finally have a safe place to go. That's why I like it. So what I do is I just drop stuff and leave quickly because I feel weird. <laughs> it's like, 
I feel like the lady with the Hello Kitty shirt on at Disneyland, you know, it's something like that. Yeah, that's why my videos that I'm making, I don't actually upload any of that. I'm just using it to record it. And then the only things I actually upload to Zepetto itself is ones of me singing when I'm doing like Disney or whatever, because I know that's, you know, kid content. They don't care. They don't give a shit about Web3. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay, so it's basically uh, a module that's built on top. Okay. So. It's a module. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. got, they have the games within it, um, it, but it's very, very moderated. It's very moderated. It's um, self-contained. Yeah, it's an it's an app essentially. It's an mm-hmm. app, but app with portal. But it's it's cool. I, what they're doing technology-wise on the back end of stuff, I, I like it because it's the face tracking is more detailed now. Um, there's just a lot more going on with it. So I'm just watching it quietly, you know, and just staying out of the kids' ways, you know. Well, that sounds very fascinating. I I don't necessarily delve into those things. I really love what is being um, innovated in the space of what we currently have. Um, I I do kind of read a little bit more uh, deeper into more baseline coding for like the HCIs and uh, CLEs and and, uh, things that will solve solutions in more of a a long-term frontline but these things that are happening now uh, brings the people in, and that's very important. Yeah, and as long as you can connect, like what you're working on is really important because the back end, you know, it's fun to play with Sepetto and, you know, you have your little avatar and even in spatial, like Ready Player Me. But if it doesn't have really a function to it, you're going to lose people, but also you're just going to get bored. You're not going to bother. You know, you're not going to, you know, this whole thing about digital human. Um, oh my God. Cool. Yes. There's actually yeah. stuff to do in Zepetto. There's little mini games and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can buy clothing and so they, you know, they have all that stuff. I mean, but we also did that at what in second life too, right? It, it's a different, completely different beast, but it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm very impressed with what you're doing. I'm just here to kind of listen. I'm glad doll brought me in. Thanks. Yeah. I'm just going to check one more time with Farts up there, who's under an S for New Sacred. Uh, are you in a safe place currently? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, do you need me to skip over you again? I'm in St. Louis, so I am far from safe. Blink twice if you're not safe. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I know he's been busy. So I just want to do a quick hello squeeze. I'm glad to see you pop in. I know that he doesn't like to be put on the spot. So I'm just telling you hello. Everybody look at him. (laughs) Kit. Kit. I don't mind the attention. It's just. (laughs) Squeeze. Oh, my Lord. Not to interrupt, but I uh, used to be an office manager for a bookkeeping firm. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, kid, how you been? I have been doing wonderful. Some days better than most, but some days I've been worse. So how, I that. how casual of a conversation is that? I hear you. I hear you. Just like the sun rises, the sun must set. 
It all goes up and down. And like the sands of time, so are the days of our lives. <laughs> when people ask how I'm doing, I'm always like, let's just skip to the next Can you hear me? <laughs> Yes, you sound I so took much myself off now. of speaker, but uh, my, my uh, car speaker. But when you asked if I was uh, in a spot where I'm safe, I said, no, I'm in the murder capital of the United States, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, we heard you. It was good. I laughed. Yes, we, we faintly heard you. It sounded like you're in the midst of being kidnapped and put in someone's nope. trunk. Uh, just driving 90 miles an hour in a 40 because that's what you have to do to stay alive out here. Are you in Florida? <laughs> what? Oh, boy. So I'm going to kind of redirect the, the room space. Uh, once again, this is Web3 Starter Pack, a uh, special edition of just knowing, you know, getting to know the people within the you know, crypto sphere. Okay. And asking people, what are we building for? In this case, we have special guests and we also co-host Farts from New Sacred coming in here and describing his particular project of what he was seeing within the space and his solutions that he's trying to build for. Did you want me to go? No, I just wanted to hear myself talk. Nice. You're like me. <laughs> yes. Are I, you I... KC? You're the female KC. That's what it is. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, oh, no. basically, we're just gamifying uh, burning. We're incentivizing people to go out and actually buy... Uh, rug NFTs off the secondary marketplace, giving, um, you know, giving people some exit liquidity to get out of it. And uh, the people that buy it, they turn them in for a new NFT that actually has some value in our ecosystem. When they send us the uh, the rug NFT, we just burn it. So it's, uh, it's kind of just like a, a recycling plant, essentially. It's it's pretty cool. I was in a Twitter space previously, and I thought it was really interesting. Someone relating it uh, to something that they're familiar with. It was, I forgot who it was. They're talking about how they were in the state of New York, and they would purchase pretty much run-down vehicles, and they were just fixing them up and reselling them after they, they got them up and going again and, you know, up to parks. If anyone knows the state of New York, uh, the license, the registrations for, I think, three to five years and that they're one of the strictest for regulations to get it on the road. You can't have a check engine light on or any anything faulty on the vehicle. So in this case, what you're doing is pretty much the same, but with NFTs. You're going out and finding these pieces of crap that basically is just not fit and proper. And you're just refurbishing them in your own magical way. Yeah, essentially just uh, slapping some new art, some new metadata, and that's it. I mean, it's a trade. It's, it's literally a, an NFT swap. So... You send us your crap. We send you something that you can either sell on secondary market. You can utilize it and upgrade other assets within our ecosystem. Um, you could burn it. 
You know, if you want to burn it and try and get your .01 soul back, I mean, you can. Um, there's a there's a myriad of different different ways to approach it. Um, our whole our whole goal is just to gamify uh, the entire the entire new sacred ecosystem. Hey, look at that! You got your first question. <laughs> All right, squeeze, lay it on him. Oh, he can keep going if he has uh, any more information. I want to keep listening. But I... oh no, you don't! You don't tell! Don't egg him on. He's going to keep going. I... Please go ahead. Um, I mean, well, no, I want him to keep going. Cause, I mean, a couple questions I have so far are: What is the ecosystem? And are are you just? giving away free money that's <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how uh yes oh, okay okay I'm someone had the same question i did <laughs> <laughs> yes essentially what we're doing is um we're just swapping out rug nfts which you can actually burn for uh 0.01 solana so what we're doing is incentivizing people to go out and find the cheapest rugs that they possibly can to send to us. We burn them, and then we use that Solana to re-mint new NFTs. Um, the new NFTs, they're something that you can use uh, to, like I said, you know, you can sell it. You can use it in our ecosystem to upgrade other assets within our ecosystem. <laughs> We have uh, sacred chariots. We have sacred loot pads. Uh, soon we will have originators, which is like a little robot character. All those assets um, for the, the, the missions that you go on, the payouts increase as you uh, add these essentially multipliers. So. So where's the uh, what's. Oh, this is on Solana. Okay. Okay. Huh. Okay. Yeah. We're not doing anything on Ethereum until they lower their gas fees. It would cost you more to burn an NFT than you would get out how, of it. Well, how low would it have to go to be? On Ethereum? Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't looked into it at all yet. Our focus right now is strictly Solana. Okay. Are there that many rugged Solana NFTs? As of right now, there are 34.5 million <laughs> NFTs on uh, <laughs> He's like, well, I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> There's 34.5 million NFTs on Solana. Uh, listed is about 5 million. And of those, I would say 95% of them are below 0 0.05 soul so what we're essentially doing is getting people to go out and try and find the cheapest ones they can possibly get and then you know as these bots find out people are buying their nfts then they start listing more of them we get more of them on the market we scoop them up i mean i'm i'm essentially getting people to go out and farm rug nfts for me and uh they send them in they get something in return for it and we burn the NFTs and, and keep the Solana. We don't keep it. I mean, there's more to it down the road as to how the payouts work and everything. We're a Colorado co-op, so we can actually do airdrops and payouts and stuff. As long as you're part of the co-op, you can you can get in Damn, on it. That's the fucking tax and legal loophole. Co-ops. 
Yes. Yes, Um, indeed, please. Yeah. I I haven't dealt more into the co-op yet. I know I have to. There's some... Yeah, my, my background is uh, business consulting. I, I work for one of the, the top uh, bu- business consulting firms for small to mid-sized businesses in the country. We're actually the fastest growing privately held company behind John Deere in Illinois history. So we, uh, we taught a lot of small businesses how basically to cheat the government out of the money they steal from us. We legally, within the limits of the law, uh, avoided a a tax ramification for our clients. There's like, I think like 50 Juris doctorates of tax in the country, and we had like 30 of them working for us. As a disclaimer, this is not legal or tax advice. Yeah, correct. Can we talk about for a moment how large wire transactions are still done via fax? Via fax? Yep. Yep, I still fax... I fax letters to the IRS. Surprisingly, they can handle 20 megabytes. I get why, though. It's hard to, uh, it's harder to hack. (laughs) Yeah, the analog systems working off of DSL, unless you switch reverse a PBX box to it. But that's another story. Damn, she just said some words. So, guys, this is Dev Talk with Kit. Uh, I don't know anything. I'm just here as a host, you know, the hostess of the mostest. Don't you know? <laughs> I'm here just to listen and let other people know within this Twitter space and general population about what's going on with these, what we call, uh, degens, degenerates of the new world. You got my number. I heard a rumor that we have someone in the audience that is a legend, apparently, named Meta Mike, and I just followed them because I heard that rumor. I heard the same rumor, and I did invite them up, and just magically we became friends. Only a legend's allowed in this room? Yes, sir. I actually decided as of last night that I really want to start a consultant, like a, I want to be a freelance consultant advising people how to, they can use AI in their businesses because like, I don't know, I've just gotten so used to the Twitter space and uh, the Twitter space and everyone just like knowing all about AI and stuff. But like when I go out into the real world, it just like really hits me that nobody like you say you know about ai and they're like wait you know ai it's like you have some kind of like arcane knowledge and they just like i don't know (laughs) so yeah made a real big realization last night it was like a moment of clarity i'm like oh that's how i should be making my money okay so (laughs) yeah my uh my co-founder business partner actually uh found out that his 14 year old son didn't finish a project that he needed to for school at about 10 30 p.m so he was able to write up a bot, AI, and it sourced all the information that he needed so he could write his paper in like 45 minutes. So not only are kids cheating, their parents are cheating for them with ChatGPT. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily cheating if you are just, know. you know, you know what I mean. up your, your gathering of your source material. 
he wrote a bot called Urkel, and at the end of it, it said, did I research that? It's funny that everyone's worried about the kids using it to cheat, quote, or whatever, but nobody thought about the parents who are, like, <laughs> telling the kids to use it to cheat or doing it for them. <laughs> well, earlier in the space, when there was very limited people in here, I was just saying that we're in the age of accessibility to where the the everyday before AI and ChatGPT and what's still relevant is people forget that you can easily just walk up to somewhere and ask questions and get information and it, it's so taboo you could instead of trying to spend so much month you know funds and time to like go to college universities you can call up a local hospital system attorney office and ask to shadow and so forth and get direct notes straight from the source and they, this case you know using ai is the same thing it's the the age of accessibility of just asking questions and have it do the searching for you be direct accessibility um same as you know it's kind of stupid like oh you're cheating because you use the calculator you have to learn the functions you have to know the basics of you know what is the law of physics based well, in a simple form of like uh plusing minusing uh the roots square root but it's the same thing. You have to learn the guidance guidance functions to AI. It's so funny. Like you see so many memes about that, about how like when we were kids, they told us we had to learn math. We had to learn our timetables by heart because you're not going to have a calculator carry around in your wallet all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they were right. You're not going to have one in your wallet. <laughs> it's going to be next to your wallet. Well, some people it's going to be my wallet yeah. in their phone, you know, Apple Pay and Google Pass or whatever. Unless you're Amish. You ever seen uh, Amish guys taking their uh, chariot out and uh, doing donuts in the snow with it? Uh, not, not in the snow, but I have watched Amish drag racing where you literally saw the wheel sparks just flying. I saw an Amish guy get pulled over by the cops uh, drunk. Did you just say, sorry, Amish drifting exists? That's a thing. <clears throat> and uh, an Amish dude got pulled over by the cops, hammered, and they let him go because the horse was going to know where to take him. So the body cam footage. I, I believe that. That's a true story. That's I believe that. Like a horse would actually do that. That's hilarious. I saw the body cam footage. I can contest that one. And <laughs> oh well. But that is very, very sidetracked. I, I actually thought you're going to like kind of wheel this in to your project with the chariots, but instead you just kind of went very, very left field. <laughs> Yeah, I do that because I don't like pitching and I'll just do like a major misdirection just to kind of throw the conversation off and like, you know, be the center of attention, but also not. If you do like pitching, does that make you a psychopath? I think it might. I no, just drove six hours for a 20 minute sale. Was it worth it, though? Yep. There you go. You know, time versus money. You know, you got to work out the equations for the exponent. 
Yes, sir. No, we don't raise hands here. In fact, because you raise your hand, you stay there with that hand up. We're just going to talk right over you. I'm kidding. Please continue. Ooh, I love when Kit gets mean. Yeah, so one of the most important statements uh, I heard is is probably the most important necessary statement to be having around AI. Kit said, um, you got to know how to do the work. And this should resonate with the uh, the other business consultants uh, in, in the room. The other day, John Prado tweeted out, um, he, he said, AI is not going to replace your job. People that know how to use AI are going to replace your job. And I'll, I'll add to that, which emphasizes the, the statement Kit just made. And this is, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is what's going to separate the next generation of people that are successful, adaptable, and moving forward. And that's, you also have to know how to do what it is that the AI is doing. You have to know how to do the work that the AI is performing in order to move forward. And the, um, the crucial component in, in this is, you think about it, that if you've got a business that's built on the back of AI and the AI goes down, you want the business to continue moving forward. So now you're, you're in a position where not only do you have to know how to do what the AI is doing, you have to know how to do it so well that you can teach it to other people to take the load off of your back and keep whatever the company is moving forward. And, and that's a, a, a pretty principle-centered statement uh, to make. Uh, so good on you, Nick. Yeah, AI is a is a tool until it's not. We use we use AI in our project for, I would say probably about ninety percent of it, uh, from the coding all the way to the art. Um, my my co-founder, he's not in here right now, but this guy is the king of just building the prompts. If you can build the right prompts, you can create your own assets that you can then use anywhere and duplicate it and recreate it over and over and over again. And it's, it's a calculator. You just need to know what the codes are, what the, um, I used the wrong word, not codes, the, uh, equations, right? The you function. need function. Yeah. And, and that's how you build your functionality. If you look at our art, um, we have, a a page on on Magic Eden. If you type in "new sacred" in the in the search there, um, you can see we actually have a collection page or collectors page, uh, a creator page rather. God, I can't think. We have a creator page, and it shows all of our collections under one roof. So you can you can type that. It'll take you directly to all of our stuff, and you can pick. Do I want to look at the scorch? Do I want to look at the sacred perambulators? Do I want to look at the chariots? Do I want to look at the the loot pads, right? And all of those things that that art that that's there, none of that is real. It's all pieced together from hundreds, if not thousands, of other AI generated images, honed in and pieced out to create the layers for the art. And then 
we added some movement to it to make it really cool. So I think we're one of the first projects that's actually done that. Most of these AI generated projects are one of one images just pumped out in a 10,000 collection or a 5,000 collection. We literally took and created our own image assets and pieced them together layer by layer and made sure they all fit over each other seamlessly. It looks like AI art, but it doesn't. It looks like it was put together. And that's that's one of the biggest things with a lot of these projects is the art that's created. Like we've had this argument with people before where they say, you know, AI art, for instance, that's not real art. I mean, I left a project from uh, a guy that's a an acclaimed artist in this in this ecosystem. And because of what his mindset is about AI art and I'm running an AI art project, I asked for support. He said he wouldn't give it to me because of that reasoning. So I dumped and left his project. So there are people out there that are going to see this as a threat, but we need to embrace it and, and look at it as what it is. It's a giant calculator that can do anything, but you just need to know how to put the pieces together. Ooh, I have a, uh, an acquaintance who is a very, um, a successful writer in LA and she's part of the like writer's strike right now. And one of their stipulations is regulation on using AI and script writing. And I'm just like, oof, girl, while I like support y'all and your mission and stuff, oof, <laughs> good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, realistically, she should be learning how to use the technology and figuring out how to use it. To Preach. I just want to say welcome, cats. Um, once again, same thing. I'm going to next time not acknowledge the hand. I'm just going to boot you. But hello. Hello. I'm all for AI. I personally see it as a tool. But I can guarantee you, hands down, I personally, personal opinion, don't care how advanced AI and art is, it will not trump my creativity doesn't matter what the prompts is my artist doesn't have arms neither do i i have other artists oh well this that's actually a good example um the the um let's see I'm because to ai is creating from other things that's already created with just simple oh. prompts to mold it it doesn't come up with things out of thin air if it's not pre-existent the sound synthesizers of Def Leppard I mean you can actually like uh, Guitar Hero and so forth you can just thank Def Leppard who lost one of his arms in mid uh, peak of their um, albums so I mean look at that that wasn't cheating <laughs> and added 50 million dollars in personal income after the loss of his arm Oh yeah, I'm all for that. But at the end of the day, he's still the creator. He's still the artist. He still has the creation of the things. He just uses AI as an extension of, you know, in this case, the lost limb. A hundred percent. The things that we may lack is basically a field play to just balance it all. It's an amalgamation. 
really AI like, is just giving us, like you said, it's all about accessibility. It's giving all of us accessibility to create the things that we're envisioning because even if you have the physical ability to do it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have the financial ability or even the mo emotional ability. Like you don't have the time, you don't have, there's so many reasons that people aren't able to make the art that would like be fulfilling for their soul. And AI just gives them that ability to do it when it comes to artwork. You know what really is cool is um, I was just trolling a little bit. He actually has both of his arms. However, before he started getting into this stuff, he had never really been successful or good at art. He self-proclaimed that he sucked at it. He goes, this gives me the ability to put to paper what's in my head. He goes, that image that shows up right there is exactly what I was thinking of. After running it through a couple renditions, changing the prompt around and figuring out the way to make the prompt work for the way that he wants the image to look. And it's not the whole image. He might just take a small little part of it. And now that becomes one of the assets that goes into another image. That's exactly what I do. What's up? If you saw the post editing that goes into my work, oof. <laughs> I'm actually, I was thinking today I should do a video of that. I should show the entire process from like generation going through the whole thing to like the final thing. So people can actually see like, oh, it's not just typing and things and hitting a button and it pops it right out for you. Right. I mean, the extent of what I was able to create, I'm not very creative with that stuff. I get bored very easily. Um, but Ice is a very, very creative person mentally. He just can't draw for shit. So he he took this as a sign of like, I need I need to go further with this and I need to figure out how I can do this better and more. Content's king. Things are ever changing. People are always looking for the next best thing. Well, that's what our project is doing is it's constantly innovating so it can always be the next best thing. I should find a... Uh, I'm going to find the link for the perambulators and I'll put it up top so you guys can go take a look at that. Please do. Yeah. I think there should be easier stuff than just prompting. I'm sorry, Cass. That was really loud and muffled. How about now? It's a little better. Please, please continue. I'm saying that there should be a way to do things like that without prompting. So here's an example. I was blessed to find my artist that with the reference that I give him from pictures from Google, plus my scribbles, he can create literally what's in my mind. So instead of doing prompts, there needs to be like a AI that you can just input pictures to generate what you want from scratch. Well, one of the really cool things about AI is right now they're testing it on um, uh, the nodes of the brain, you know, we talk about nodes, we think of like crypto blockchain and, you know, uh, validators, etc. But nodes are the storage of data and the connections. So based, so the brain itself has uh, 86 billion nodes that takes 20 watts of energy to computate. And there's so much gray matter that goes in between each node prompt. I'm talking about organic thought processes, that they are able to take portions of where those nodes are located, what's associated to, and where those waves are coming from, that they can actually start 
calculating accumulations of words, word associations for LMPs, or, you know, just a, a more complex language model, which is very interesting. So why not imagery over a period of time? But overall, what we're talking about to narrow down is, you know, last, last Web3 startup pack, I was talking about what innovation was. Innovation is just taking something in theory or taking things that we currently have, making it better or making something new out of it. In this case, uh, Web3 doesn't have to be with traditional structures. And we're taking multiple facets of something new, something used, and we're, we're doing force multipliers to the road of self-sovereignty. Um, if is the ge generic term saying false multipliers, which is just a combination of all factors. So you are, that is a need. You can't just have everything linear. Now we're getting into time as a construct. I don't know if I'm high enough for this yet. I am. <laughs> well, fine. This is why I don't speak my own spaces because then I, I kind of take over and domineer and I turn it into a lecture hall. Well, no, that's actually really very informative. I would love to know more. Uh, sometime, cats. I, I did look over your white paper and stuff. And yes, I will take some time to have a um, a one on one or uh, if you have a space with your team, I I am all for having a communication moment with them. What is Cats doing? Can they come chill? Huh? Who, me? Yeah, we're, we're talking about you now. If you'd like to have a moment on the floor while um, Farts go ahead and continues looking at all the fun stuff you can pin to the top. Oh, God. I wasn't even thinking of that. Well, you better be all the time, every moment. Let's go. Let's go. Let's I mean, the only the only thing I'm working on myself is trying to remake some of the learning curves in softwares and things that are used in Web3, if that makes sense. But they're catered more towards the gaming sector. I'm being onboarded to a company soon that um, is doing a fun thing where when they onboard you, they're opening a wallet for you and everything on it is NFT, but like they don't actually tell the person <laughs> signing up. So it's like, <laughs> it's like well, that's, uh, that's sneaky, it it's not <laughs> right? Sneaky, sneaky blockchain. It's it, if people are going to for mass adoption to occur, people don't need to know how they got into the blockchain. And people don't need to know to how to interact directly to a layer one, layer zero, you know, tech. Uh, it's the same as you buy a house. All you care is you put the light switch and the lights turn on. You don't need to know like, okay, this is a positive and negative. This is the ohms of resistance. Oh, my fuse box is on fire. Why? Because I plug too many things into blah, 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 into the grid. In that case, even at the lower end, it's like, do we have access to the actual grid? No. You get arrested if you try. 
You know where I am in Florida? It's actually illegal to live off-grid without being connected to our state monopoly energy company. What's up, FPL? How you doing? Yes, I, I believe in the entire United States, other than Texas, because they don't, you know, they're, yeah. The, What's wrong with Texas? The same. Nothing's wrong with Texas. I love Texas from deep within my cockles. Stephen loves when everyone talks about their cockles. First time I heard that really this is the first time. Look up cockles in my heart. It's just an old person term or little idiom. Uh, <laughs> but feel free, anybody, just go ahead. If you have a mic, go ahead and speak. And if you don't have one, you're just listening down there and you want a few words, just request a mic. Feel free to pop up. This is a casual uh, recorded space, however, and it will be uploaded into a podcast that's accessible uh, multi-platforms uh, where podcasts are available, but particular Spotify, because that seems to be the go-to for people. Um, I'm going to circle back. Oh. Go ahead, Steve. I see you on mic. Yeah, I, I was going to make mention of the the hackathon on the thirteenth and fourteenth. Um, I for for me, it's not um, it, it's not so much about the hackathon itself or any kind of bounty as it is the uh, the learning experience. And uh, I I love this economy of of people because I I am learning so much about the development and utilization of uh, AI. Um, got my first couple chatbots uh, up and running, and, and somehow I slid into uh, beginning my journey with learning Python. I uh, have my first auto GPT um, about ready to launch. I'm missing something, so I'm going through it, just the, the troubleshooting and all the necessary steps to, to launch this. And then I, I populated my own data set uh, to the tune of... I uh, I'm I'm gonna whittle it down, but I I think I, I may have touched three terabytes, and it's um it's kind of kind of ridiculous because now now I've, you know I'm, I'm I've also got to focus on uh, data hygiene and inf information quality assurance, but I think I think the utilization and uh, somebody somebody mentioned. Um, uh, downloading all of Wikipedia too, and uh, I thought that you know that's a great idea. I, I might as well capture that while I'm you know burning through storage space. It, it's um, it's a framework to um, amplify the the way questions are answered. And there's so many so many creative things coming out there. And much like some of my other ideas, I as soon as I mentioned it, within two weeks somebody had uh, had built it and i the first time i i called out for um so the, the first thing i did back um february 28th was to um tinker with and, and build out you go through siri through god mode and, and talk to it and i said hey you know uh create a video for me with a um uh, a woman from Africa, two, two guys from Morocco, and a man from America walking on a, a sunlit beach with uh, beach chairs and umbrella and Jamaican music playing in the background and post it to you know, my blog, LinkedIn, YouTube, MySpace, and Instagram Reels. 
and it's off and running. Boom. What I, where I got my snag, my first snag was in going back to edit. I couldn't figure out how to do it without creating a brand new prompt. And, and so I, I'm tinkering, I'm, you know, uh, stress and fuggling and <clears throat> within two weeks, there were probably five or six operational models introduced to the marketplace and they're they're smooth as silk and i i'm like man there are just so many brilliant people out there that are you know just churning out ideas um so this next one you know i'm not letting go of too many details and i'm still and let me let me back up by saying i absolutely have no idea what i'm doing uh, i just tinker until i get the outcome i want and and, and stay on it you know um so but I'm thinking if I can do this and have uh, absolutely no understanding, it's probably going to catch on. You know, if I if I can just tinker and it goes, people are going to start to see, hey, you know, if I just show up and try, try something, try anything, uh, something's going to happen. And the the risk is, is minimal. Um, unlike... Uh, so some of the Web3 proponents, some of the, the Web3 uh, gates have um, a, a bit of, you know, fiduciary risk in that if you're buying, uh, you know, a token, you don't know if it's going to get robbed. Uh, and NFTs, you don't want them to lose value. You want everything to be the, you know, the next board ape, uh, et cetera. With the AI, really all you're looking for is uh, an operational model that you uh, you can utilize without giving up any personal information, any any access to your your digital property, and it's going to explode. Um, and my, uh, you know, I, I, I've been a, a big defender of AI art out of the gate. And one of the one of the first things I, I started doing, I, I, I think as soon as I heard the disruption, I sent um, I sent Dahl, I think it's two articles uh, talking about the the debate and the justification of why AI art is in fact art and also why it doesn't jeopardize the position of uh, artists of other mediums. Uh, I maintain that for writers. And if you think back, uh, I, I probably most of you don't remember this, the uh, teacher protest when the calculators started to become popular. Uh, who were in fear that they were going to lose their jobs or at least suffer a loss of income because uh, uh, about half of their teaching protocol was replaced by a calculator. And it turns out that's, uh, of course, not the case. But the fear was there in the beginning. And this is the same fear that uh, is sensationalism that does well and it plays out very well and it, um, like like every every other sensationalized uh, new thing, it it it, it kind of snowballs until it fizzles out. And I, I I don't believe AI is going to replace uh, anything if if you're willing to be adaptable. Uh, it, and if you're not willing to be adaptable, then you're chosen to be left behind. You weren't replaced. You you. You just didn't adapt, and and that's 
that's not on society. That that's just on you know each of us as individuals to do our part to do the best we can with what we have to work with and move forward. Um, yeah, I'm in totally a, a different thought than what I came uh, to the mic to say, but there it is. Thanks, kid. <laughs> I love I love when that happens. You get that moment where you just your brain starts talking and then inside like one of your like ripples of your brain just touches it just gets swelled up and then you just completely redirect your train of thought and how you articulate can i just shout steven out real quick too like he said it but i would just like to um re confirm wholeheartedly that um he since the beginning since i started on twitter like a, a year ago now at least um with my ai art he's um for not i mean i guess he doesn't really he, he makes some stuff but i guess i don't know if he'd call himself an ai artist but like for someone who's really just more of a fan i think he has been such a supporter since the beginning like so i just i really gotta shout that out like since he, yeah a lot of people are hopping on the bandwagon now but that since the start he has just been such a supportive fan I, anyway, just yeah, I agree. I mean, he is the number one hyper, just definitely the influencer that you want to associate yourself with because it's not, you know, the empty handedness of calling him an influencer that he just he loves what he does and he is fully engaged. But, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, pessimistic within the AI space or art spaces, but in general, the, there's a a quote that I, I have from my uh, favorite mentor, Robert Wetzel, and the statement, you know, quote, end quote, is you can't IT your way through physics. I mean, none of us in the space, whether we have a PhD or not, knows exactly what the hell we're doing. <laughs> yes, we're we're all dinking around, but uh, they're going through the system of what we currently have and the hardware associations and within the scope of practice and patents and you know what what is the the borderline of what is uh, uh, methodical methodical and law uh, it goes with you know what's our trusted ex execution environments that we're associating with that we're building on and in that case what is the problems we're trying to solve within trying to use blockchain in that case it really is an oxymoron in, in my mind being a pessimist to see everyone being so joyfully hyped over what they're building, you know, like they're discovering uh, things which good for them that they are learning. However, it's not solving the problems that we're going to be facing in the future. It's only temporary. Uh, when we talk about AI and uh, generative languages, uh, LMs, LMs, LMPs, etc into like a machine learning mechanisms in a long-term run is it plausible for us to win with our resources no no it's not but uh i'm not going to get into more too much the stoic uh catharsisms on, on that front end that would be a time for a little bit more deep educational spaces but i i love what everyone's doing um, but again, it's, the it's the time and energy. If it brings you joy, go for it. But we, we need to have a little bit lower level, um, getting back to the fundamentals of physics. So I've got, uh, limnology and non-zero open on my, um, 
uh, my laptop right now, I, I, along with its, um, what's this essential, let me, hang on. It, so uh, two, two Robert Wetzel works. Um, uh, cool that you quoted that. Uh-oh. Oh, that, that's all you were able to pull up? What's that? That's all you're able to pull up from him? No, I, I was going to say that's, that's all I, I have open. And uh, also, uh, I'm about a quarter of the way through um, uh, Greg McOwen's Essentialism, um, basically streamlining your life, uh, getting down to the bare basics and just getting rid of the, the things that distract you. Um, and on uh, on the on the Wetzel, I, I guess I could go They're They're just in, in the lineup. So I'll, I'll have um, non-zero and uh, limnology when this one's done. So uh, that's kind of neat that now I've got uh, an emotional tie and someone to talk to. I got to get down there to the... You could talk to him directly if you want. Sometimes I have him as a guest. Oh, neat. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I uh, I overstepped and overlooked what a powerhouse you are. <laughs> I am not. No, just the, but there, it's just amazing the people that you connect with in the space. I have friends in high and low places. And when I say high, I mean high. When I say low, boy, I mean low. <laughs> but we are coming on to the hour. Actually, we're overtime where I'm enjoying this conversation. I usually hold these spaces for a one hour time frame, but I will let it keep going. Uh, I am going to do a hard stop at 830 Eastern Standard Time, though, just because there's uh, a few things I have to take care of in the real world. I appreciate this conversation. Please keep it going. I'm actually going to take off now because I got to go eat something, but I really enjoyed this. Thank you for the space. Look forward to more. Well, thank you, Dal. I really appreciate you coming in here and everything you brought to the table. I will follow you into any space. I love listening to you guys. I like it. Anyone like, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and I'm probably going to jump off here myself. I, <clears throat> I've just driven all day and now I have to go eat something I haven't eaten yet. So uh, I have a meeting with our devs tonight. So farts. work on that. So farts before you leave, you pin some stuff to the top. Do you mind? Just going over real quick. Just tell people to look up upstairs. Yeah. The the one is just Metcast Law. You were talking about all the nodes. Uh, it's the value of a network. And then the other one is one of our collections, the, the Sacred Perambulators. This is just showcasing some of our AI art and what we're capable of. I know. So Farts, he is probably one of the largest trolls I've met within the space, but he is a very intelligent troll and he knows how to bring communities together. Um, you know, what, what, one of the things that you should understand in marketing, you should always market to the people that are gung ho for something, but also play both fields because when you have love, you also have hate. So you should market to both. And that is kind of something, a psychological operation that he has mastered to where he is a very, very dangerous man. 
So I appreciate everything that he's doing for the space. And yes, that was a compliment. Don't, yeah, I'm going to delete that from the recording, by the way. You don't need that. <laughs> and um, yeah, give him a follow because what he's doing within the space, whether, you know, it's for Solana currently, but it it has future, uh, it has a future in building out um, with other chains, but it just as for the functionality of making sure something works, it's just being built through Solana currently. Um, but I guess, I guess since we're winding down, uh, any closing thoughts for everybody? Well, thank you for having me up here and, and allowing me the opportunity to meet some new friends and, and, uh, follow some new people. So, um, I really appreciate you, kid. Thank you. And I have to apologize. I rugged twice. <laughs> so if I was quiet, I apologize. But I just really enjoyed coming in here. And I'm glad Dal brought me in. So, and I just wanted to say hi to Meta Mike because, um, yeah, he started everything in spatial. So. And Meta Mike, you've had this mic the whole time, and I have been talking over you anytime that you've tried to say hi. Would you have any introductions and closing statements that you'd like to have? Yeah, I've been kind of sitting here quiet, actually. Sorry. I've just been kind of looking at stuff and doing things while I was just listening. Um, yeah, just say hi and bye at the same time, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. A man of many words. I would say be kind to one another. You never know who you're going to connect, whether it's someone that you'll be with long term or just somebody that, you know, you're going to learn something from them short term. You drive safe. That sounds very loud, like you had a close encounter during that no, no. I'm like one of the fastest drivers here in my area. So I'm usually delivering very fast all the time. Like uh, Jerry was a race car driver by Primus. Primus sucks. <laughs> it's an inside joke, by the way. All right. And Steven, any lasting statements? No. Uh, I'm all for closing on sailing the seas of cheese. <laughs> well my name is mud most of the time all right goodbye everybody take care as the toys go winding down